All right, back on Radio Row here in Arizona. Christopher Mad Dog Russo, an absolute legend. A legend. You love, who loves Radio Row more than Christopher Mad Dog Good Russo? Good afternoon. <laughs> Can we stop with the, uh, no, the pots on the back, please? Hello, boys. Hello. How are you? Uh, yes, I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, so no. I've been doing it for a long time, and I you know, I kind of thrive on it. So there you go. I have fun with it, 100%. Okay. So How are you? Good? I'm, doing, I'm good. Doggy, I'm doing great. But I have 15 minutes with you because, you know, you're flying through here, then you do your show. Feel free to invite me on every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny. I mean, I've invited you on 50 times. So love, love it's hard to get you on. I don't throw a bone back to you. you nothing. Blame Eddie Erickson, my producer. <laughs> well, no, I don't want to blame Eddie. You control the head. Take a hint. Take a hint. <laughs> no, you got. I know. I, I got to do a better I job am. than that. I, I took the hint. <laughs> hint took it. Hint taken, I guess. Took it. That was not English. Uh, Chris, I told Billy. Okay, so Billy's our producer right here. Right. Because I've heard you speak about it before. And he knows how much I love you. I grew up on Mike and the Mad Dog, okay? Can you take us back to the first Super Bowl that you and Mike covered and tell Billy what it was, who who was playing, the experience. There weren't that many people there. It was just you and Mike. Can you take him back there for me? I sure can. Uh, That was the uh, San Francisco-Denver Super Bowl. That was the first Super Bowl that... Seaford won with Montana Walsh and retired the year before they had beaten Cincinnati uh, on a great drive. So this is the first Super Bowl with Seaford as the head coach. The Niners played the Broncos. And before that week, we went down to New Orleans, my old partner and I. And during the week, we had Madden and Summerall on. And Madden, uh, who was a huge radio fan, now Madden loved radio, loved this. He had the bus, he had the radio. He was, he loved it. Piece of Americana. And Summerall was a New Yorker. He was from Florida, but he, you know, he played for the Giants. He worked in New York sports forever. So Madden, during the week, you know, he comes on, whenever he comes on, Tuesday or so, and there's nobody there, one radio station besides the two of us. And Madden says, why don't you two come to my hotel one day this week? Oof. And I want to show you something. So, you know, he had a little small boutique hotel on, on Bourbon Street. Uh, so Mike and I, would, you know, next day, whatever it was, uh, we go to his hotel. It was at, uh, you know, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. And we go up to his room and he's got a projector on. He says, sit down, I want to show you. He says, watch this. And he shows us Taylor going here, Rice going there. They can't stop Craig. Uh, he says, guys, I'm telling you, I won't say this on the air. But there is absolutely no way that Denver is going to be able to stop the Niners. This is a blowout. No chance. Final, 55-10. That was the, that was the one in New Orleans. And, uh, that's a good story. It's right? amazing. Yeah. Hotel room, you and Madden. Yeah, I mean. yeah, the three of us. And, and Madden, you know, Madden was Madden then. Remember, Madden began his broadcasting right. career in the early 80s. Yeah. So by 1990, Madden was Madden. I mean, they, you know, he was huge in you know commercials, the light beer, and everything else. Everybody knew who Madden was, and the fact that he brought us in there and showed us those uh, those plays. You know, showed us about eight nine plays. He had a diagram up. Louis Wright's going to bite here, so Taylor's going to be open there. And he hit it right in the head. And Montana had an incredible game, and that was. I did not stay for the game. I left on the Sunday morning. And, uh, and Mike left to go to Florida, too. None of us stayed for the game. Thank God we didn't. It was a disaster. Mm-hmm. The first Super Bowl that I actually stayed for was the next year when the Giants played the Bills. And remember, that oh, year they were, that yeah. year was a great game. Yeah. And remember, there was no week off. Right. Because there was the Persian Gulf War. Mm-hmm. So the Giants beat San Francisco 
in San Francisco, the three P game, the Niners have won two in a row. Mm-hmm. With Hostetler. They, they, good yeah. job. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, with Hostetler because yeah. Sims got hurt and they knocked Montana out of the game, Leonard Marshall, and Roger Craig fumbled. Jim Burt recovered. I think it was Jim Burt. No, it wasn't Jim Burt. I forget who defensive lineman recovered. Burt knocked Montana out in the 86 game. And then they went down and kicked the field goal and we went right to Tampa. From San Francisco through Cleveland on US Air. <laughs> now we got to San Fran- we got to Tampa on a Monday morning and did the five or five shows in Tampa. And I did stay in Tampa <laughs> for that game. Right. And I sat behind the opposite upright of where Norwood missed. Oof. And I picked in the game because Buffalo had beaten the Raiders, they killed him. I said 45 13. I I picked a Bills that kill the Giants. Most people did. And Parcells never let me hear the end of it. Mm. And the Giants ended up winning the game 20 to 19. Those are the first two. Those are good ones. Does Parcells still give you shit about it or what? You know, it's funny about Parcells. I had a lot of issues with Parcells because I was jealous of the Parcells Mike relationship. Mm. Tight. Yep. So I had a lot of issues with Bill. And Bill then took the Jet job and I was mad at him because he left the Patriots high and dry. The Jets gave up the number one pick. So there was some bad blood with him and I. But after that, tight. I can call Bill up right now. He come on. For do me. it. I you dare you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I could call him. Our I, show. I won't do that to him. But <laughs> oh. I, yeah. I could call Bill. Can I get you today? Yeah, what do you need, Chris? I'll give you whatever you want. <laughs> and he give me 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. 30 years ago, I, I, Bill and I had issues because I didn't have issues. I was jealous of the Bill-Mike relationship. <laughs> but it's, it's amazing how time changes. But, Doggy, how many stations were there? That, that Those first two Super Bowls? None. It wasn't no. this. No, definitely not. Right. I mean, the first Super Bowl, what I recognize as sort of a radio row is the Dallas Buffalo one in, uh, in Universal out there in, San, out in California. Mm-hmm. The first one with the San Francisco-Denver game, we stand at the New Orleans Hyatt right across the street. Uh, Anderman was probably there. Eskin was probably there. There was nobody at that game. Right. And you'd be amazed. I mean, you, you know, now you, you, know, you can't move. But the first one where I noticed that there was some movement for Super Bowls and Radio Row, was the first one between the Bills and the Cowboys, 52-17 down. So you were there for the Whitney Houston National Anthem? Yes, I was. That mm. was that one in, yeah. in the, at the Sombrero yeah, right. in Tampa. And it, the funny thing is, not many times have I noticed where teams, you know, during the week were in trouble. There's two times I noticed it. Buffalo against Washington. They were all annoyed that they weren't getting enough attention as the two-time defending NFC champs. Right. And, you know, that's the year that Thurman Thomas forgot his helmet. Mm-hmm. And the Washington killed him. Mm-hmm. I thought Buffalo was distracted. Was that Mark Ribbon that year? Yes, it was yeah. MVP. Yeah. I thought they were distracted. And Holmgren answered more questions about leaving Green Bay to go to Seattle than he did about beating Denver. And I thought the Packers were extremely, extremely overconfident. They couldn't stop the run. And the Broncos beat them. Those are the two times that I remember walking out of the room and said, boy, I got a funny feeling the other team's going to win. Right. The, the, I thought the Bills were in huge trouble. And I thought that the Packers, who were a big favorite, they were a seven-point favorite in that game. And Denver had lost all those Super Bowls. That was the first one Denver Elway, Elway had won. Right. And I thought, in fact, that um, you know the Packers could be a little overconfident. They had won the year before, mm-hmm. and they got murdered in the game. Those two. Uh, dog, Stephen A. Smith, his book, enough already, huh? Oh, God almighty, Steve, enough. <laughs> uh, we get it. Fifth in the country, we understand. Enough, please. Every five, they said it today, they said it 3,000 times. New York Times does sell it. On and on, he loves that book. But, you know, he's competitive. 
That's is, what he cares about. He's, he don't he's care. very competitive. He yeah. doesn't care that you and I read it. He no. care. He just wants to get up in the morning, look yes. at his phone, yep. and see on Amazon that it's number two behind Harry for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's what he cares about. Enough about that's Harry, only, too. Oh, that, too. That's yeah, true. Enough about Harry. Oh, you uh, and Billy would get along great. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, remember, I'm English. My mother's born and raised in England. Yeah, and you've had enough, so imagine us. I, 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 <laughs> we I, fought I, a war to not have to deal with him. Yeah, exactly right. For a couple of them. Uh, but yes, he's into that book. Right. He's into that book. Has the experience been? I had a theory, okay, uh, with Francesa on first take, that Doggy, okay, you got first take, it's yours. I think you've, you're you still relevant. You're still great at what you do. You know that. But that was a nice little springboard for you. And I figured when they asked Mike, that was something you were not a fan of because of your history, because you wanted to have your own thing, and this was your own thing. So I ask you now, armed with hindsight, uh, how was the experience with Mike on first date? Uh, Ten years ago, you'd be a thousand percent. I would have been, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, not, not but now. you patched it up. Yeah, not now. Okay. Uh, so I, you were I, fine I was, with it, though. Oh, absolutely. And they ran it by you. They sure did. Okay, good. Yep. Good. Uh, Stephen you A. Called that. me. Stephen yes. A. said, Christian, mind? Of course not. Absolutely not. Right. I had no problem whatsoever with it. I, I, Ten years ago, you were a thousand percent right. Mm-hmm. I said, geez, really? But... I, I, you know, I love Mike. I mean, I'm not stupid. If it wasn't for Mike, I wouldn't be sitting here today. So I, 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 I had, um, I had no problem with it whatsoever. Now we got overwhelmed by Brady because he retired at eight o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I honestly think that he did that to steal the spotlight from you guys. <laughs> I don't he think did. Brady cares that much. But yeah. thanks for the thought, Bill. Thanks for the thought. I'm not that important. So you had to change the whole game plan. Yeah, right? we did. Because I've done that show. You're sitting there with Chuck and Stephen A's hiding his takes. They don't want anyone to know. Okay. It's like well, I give Stephen A credit because he let Mike shine. You know, he right. that that was Stephen A's call. Stephen A runs that show. Yes. And Stephen A let Mike shine. He had no other guests on, just me and Mike and myself. Mm-hmm. But Brady overwhelmed everybody. Uh, so, you know, that kind of changed the focus away from the radio into the Brady thing. But I had no problem with it, none whatsoever. And great for Mike. He had a hell of a, you know, listen. And he still and he had a lot of good things to say with the Montana Brady stuff. And sure. Like that. Hell of a take, by the way, that Brady's a compiler. That was just. That was interesting. That, that was a that. great, really great take. And yeah. Montana, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions in the Super Bowl. And he would still take Montana in a big spot. I yeah. That was interesting, too. Yeah. Uh, doggy, so do you, would you consider working with Mike again? I, I, I do. I wonder that. I, I, loved, I loved you guys so much, but I don't know. I don't has think, it been repaired that much oh, where yeah, you yeah. Would, on a I daily basis? I don't think Mike wants to do it every day. Really? Yeah. Uh, he's got a kid who's going to be a tight end at uh, Hamilton. Oh. Who's a good football player. He, like he's he going to want to go to all the games. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think Mike wants to go in there on a day-in, day-out basis or even on a weekly basis. He's got his podcast going. Right. I just don't think, and you're going to have to pay Mike. Mike's not doing it for nothing. Yeah, we know that. Uh, And in this economy, you know, that's tricky too. So I I don't think that will happen necessarily on an everyday, even on a weekly basis, based on the circumstances and where Mike is in his life right now. Yep. But I would not be averse to it, but I don't think it's going to happen. We'll get you out of here on this note. How many many Springsteen shows do you plan on seeing this Yeah, how was he? uh, Do we have an update from last night in Miami? I do not have an update for you. I don't. He he did one of those very small venues, hard. Rock Live, Rock about 8,000 people. 8,000. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I will see. You know, the problem that I have in the New York area is he's coming up into, to the R area right around the NCAA tournament. Right. For instance, he's at Madison Square Garden the day of the Final Four. I know. And he's at the championship game Monday night. He's at Barclays. Mm-hmm. I can't go to those two. <laughs> right. Uh, but I will see him four or five times on this. I was thinking about going to Europe to see him. Yep. I won't now, but I'll see him four or five times. I mean, I... 
I couldn't go Tampa, Atlanta, Orlando, Miami. It's just, it's, you know, it's a major prop that you got to take two days off and everything sure. else. I, I was thinking about going Tuesday, March 14th. Mm-hmm. It's in Albany. But I got to get up the next morning at the crack of dawn and do first take. It's right. like he doesn't give a shit about your schedule. Yeah, he he, really, he should plan this thing around dog schedule. Not, you know, I got to make sure I do it Selfish. properly. Yeah. We can't be in New York around the Final Four because <laughs> mm-hmm. Bruce can't go. Mm-hmm. I don't think Bruce is too concerned. Dog, have you met Bruce? Yes. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. Um, what was the first time like? I met him uh, three times. You were nervous, right? The first time? Uh, the first time I met him was at the Asbury Park Convention Center right. when he was doing a warm up. And I went with Lighter and my dentist. Right. And we stayed downstairs. <laughs> Al Lighter. Al Lighter. <laughs> and we stayed downstairs in the, in, 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 and talked about play set, playlist right. and everything else. Why your dentist, though? Yeah, what he, he took it. Mark the wheelie. Okay. The okay. next time we went, my <laughs> wife for my birthday, my wife for my birthday <laughs> got me backstage after a garden show. All right. And I took Chris Collin, Eddie Coleman, and Mike. Right. And we went backstage to see Bruce. In his locker, in his uh, 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 green room, uh-huh. after his show, and I hugged him four times. <laughs> and then the third time I saw him, uh, he did the Super Bowl in 08 in right. Tampa, and I was at Sirius then, so they put a separate room in, and I got Bruce on during the show. Wow. Those are the three times. Uh, doggy, we love you. By the way, Carlin texted me. He said, you see Dog? And then he, I said, yes. He said, did you see Chris Visser? And I said, yes. And I said, I actually saw Doggy pat him on the fanny and say, a little Larry Centers, something like that. Yeah, because Visser and I, he's good with the contest. I know. And he went to Rollins. I know, yes. So, yes. so did I. So there right. you have it. You, uh, do, you guys do a great job. I have to invite you over. I, uh, do I do. would love to come over. Why don't you promote, uh, come over where? So you promote it, Doggy. Uh, Serious uh, Radio. Yeah, Serious X. Oh, they, told me, they told me you're promoting it, Doggy. Uh, yeah, yeah. M- M- Mike and Amanda. Oh, Mike and Amanda. Uh, <laughs> Mad Dog Unleashed, I have to get you over there one day. I will do that. I would love it. Bill, you're good too. You're peppy. Yeah, you're back. You got you to make sure you're on top of it with him. Yeah. That's a good job. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Doggy, you're the best. You're the best. Dude. You're the best. You're the man. Say hello to Danny. I'd like to have Danny here today. Where is he? <laughs> Danny! Listen. <laughs> Where'd he go? I love him, though. You know that. We have Super Bowls in Miami. Lepitard, he comes here. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, dog. I'll see you later. Okay. Talk to you.